2: We'll be right What time
1: is it?
0: Oh, you gotta do better than that. <laughs> you gotta put that shit in. What time is it? You just said that like straight man, uh, no flavoring. No, you, you said don't. that like you really like you really wanted to know the time. It's because Tara's working in the other
1: room and I'm trying not to yell is what it is. Here That's we go. That's right. why you should definitely take the volume up.
0: Alright, here we go.
2: What time is it? Team
0: time! time. There you go.
1: Oh, dude, that one—that one hurt me. And I told you, i, I texted you right after it was over. That one hurt, and you like, yeah. Why did it hurt? Yeah. Why did it hurt? Because why? Was, it was the Suns. It was the Suns game. Oh, the game of, his, of the third championship.
0: Oh, right. On a side note, since we're talking, it, not really a side note, but uh, since we're talking about the Suns. Did you see uh, Charles Barkley's interview with Scott Van Pelt? Afterwards? Yeah.
1: Did he answer any of Scott Van Pelt's
0: questions like
2: coherently? I'm I'm, I'm about to get into Charles Barkley. Let me tell you
1: something. Um, Wait, wait, say that. Let me tell you something like he would have said, like Charles Barkley
2: if you would, please. Man, let me tell
0: you something. um, That motherfucker almost had a stroke trying to say charismatic.
2: When, you know, when you're very charismatic, char- 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 man, I can't
0: even. And then when he finally said it, he didn't say charismatic. He said charismatic.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I remember. He that. said charismatic,
0: not charismatic, yeah.
1: charismatic. I, I was watching the whole thing because every time he'd ask a question, he would say, and he, he kept on saying how much he respects Michael instead
0: of answering the question. I, that, you just brought me to my second part. I was I was laying in bed and I'm watching this and I go, if this motherfucker says one more time how much he loves and respects Michael and Tiger, like, nigga, you've said that a hundred times. Answer the fucking question. Yeah. Like, you know what? Ask, you know what? Ask me a question. uh Ask me a question, Andy. I'm Barkley.
2: Charles, what do you think about Dennis Rodman? Man, let me tell you something, man. First of all, I have so much respect for Tiger and Michael. Those are the, those are the two guys that when I those are the only two guys that I see. I, I've been a lot of, around a lot of celebrities, a lot of dignitaries, other players in the league. But those are the only two guys who I respect and take greatness to another level. All right, all right, Charles, I mean.
1: Charles, hold up, hold Good. up. I, I understand what you're saying, but I want to ask you uh, another question. Uh, who do you think about when you masturbate?
2: Man, let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. Uh, A lot of times when I'm in the room and it's just me, I got to tell you, I get the lotion, I get the tissues, but Michael Jordan and Tiger are the only two guys... Like, first of all, I have so much respect for them, what they do, how they play the game, a lot of famous people in my life who I've met. I've hung out with the Clintons. I've met Barack Obama. I've been to England. I've got Queen Elizabeth. But Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan, the only two guys in terms of respect on a level. I played in the dream team. I When I played golf and Tiger's there, I played with Phil Mickelson, Jack Nicklaus. But Tiger Woods, they're, they're great, man. <laughs> uh, that's
1: the interview I heard too. You said what? That's the interview I heard as well. Yeah, that's the interview I heard. Everything, everything, and no Muhammad Ali in those uh, the, in, the, in his the greatest people he's ever. And he was in Phoenix when Muhammad Ali was here. So,
0: uh it, it, it's like it's like you know, it's like Charles ain't stupid, but you gotta watch him. He, he requires supervision. <laughs> like it just, it's, it's, oh, he's like he's like a, a relative in your family that you know just needs to be watched at all times. Okay, that's you the perspective. Let me give you the other
1: side of the perspective. The the other side. The, the the devil's advocate. Yes, he went off script. Yes, he he. All he did was talk about Jordan. And, and, and do you think this is his? Do you think that the effect of this is because when? Jordan cuts you out of his life, like just no longer friends with you, that he will do anything to claw back into that
0: Jordan circle. No, because I don't think Charles Barkley is an ass kisser. Okay. Which 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 was always one of the things that I think drew people to him is he was always a straightforward, no, you know, this is what you see is what you get kind of guy. I, I just think, you know, he's from Alabama. So, you know. How much that city war? <laughs> what are what, you what,
1: what It's a good thing there's not a lot of comedy clubs in Alabama.
0: Well, the only one I used to fuck with was the Stardome. Uh, what happened to the Stardome? No, I, I just, uh, I don't think I made enough money for the owner. Yeah. Uh, because in that region of the country, first of all, it's a predominantly black club. And I, I'm just saying that in that region of the country, South, black, Certain acts do really well there. Bruce Bruce, Arnaz Um I, I don't do as well there.
1: Yeah, I I'm going to tell you something, Andy. You know
0: what you and I have been talking about as far as uh, the guy I met who maybe tried to help me with my career? Yeah. I won't get into too much detail, but just to give the listeners some context. Long story short, I got a really powerful guy in my corner who's trying to help my career turn around. And he looked at the Corey Holcomb video and he said the one where the guy <laughs> Zill Williams assaulted me. Oh God, I sound like a bitch. He assaulted <laughs> me with a nigga through hands. Um, and he said to me, he goes, Aries, I'm going to be honest with you. You shouldn't be doing everybody's podcast because you're too intelligent for some people. And you say shit that pushes buttons because certain people can't comprehend where you're coming from. And it comes off like you're insulting them. Because you're calling them stupid without calling them stupid. So, you know, the (laughs) South. And I'm not talking about all of the South. I'm being stereotypically funny. But I got his gist.
1: No, man. I You know... Again, like anything else, it's that when you say the South or when you say them or they, there's a reaction from every group when you pointed at them. The, it, you mean you, it encompasses the whole group and it's not what you're attempting to do, but it's the way it's taken,
0: man. It's the way. It's Listen, some been. of the funniest jokes, funny, some of the funniest jokes that make me laugh is when people not from New York make fun of New Yorkers and everything we do is with our Timbaland boots on. And a New York fitted. If we take a shower, we got Timberlands on. And a New York fitted. If we fucking, we got Timberlands on. And a New York fitted. It's hilarious. Uh, Every New Yorker says, dead ass. Yo, dead ass, son. That's hilarious to me. So what you're saying is, though,
1: and this this is really what it comes down to. If you're on the top, which New York is... Uh, you know, thought of as culturally on the t- one of the culturally on the top places, then you can make fun of that place. But if you're perceived not on the top, on the lower ends of the rung, then you can't make fun of those places. Is that is that is, is that the basic gist?
2: No, nah, make fun of whatever you can make okay, fun of. Fuck that's, 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 it.
1: That's the point. Fuck right it. That's the point right
0: there. And that's what everybody's right, so missing. Right. So let's get back to this Jordan okay shit. Um. So so besides, what we we talking about
1: the uh... I was just saying that it it killed me because and you know we're going uh this is basically the end of the of uh, of the episodes but you know I was at home I uh, I was a young man uh I I was a Jordan fan but I'm from Phoenix man Phoenix has never won a championship um yeah, and I was like I was when, when, and Phoenix is coming back. And and Barkley did say something. I think it was Barkley that said it. And it's true. Other than the first game, Phoenix played uh, the Bulls tight. I mean, it was, they were good games. Every game was a good game. Uh, but when uh, we go up by four with 40 with forty seconds left, man, I there was a sigh of relief that we all breathed. Like, oh, we're going to a game seven. And unfortunately... If you look at the video, it looks like so did five other people on the floor went, oh, we're going to a game seven. And Jordan, it, it never occurred to him that that was a possibility. I mean, the way within seconds uh, it goes down to a two point game and, and you just knew. I mean, I I don't I, I mean, I was hoping for the best. But when I saw Jordan do that in, in my heart, I just went, oh, we're not we're not going to get to a game seven. We're talking about... Let me ask
0: you. Right. Let me ask you something. Uh, because again, one of the critiques that the young kids make about Jordan is that he played against garbage men, plumbers, and truck drivers. Now, we obviously know Charles Barkley. And when you go through all six of his championships, we know Charles Barkley wasn't that. Clyde Drexler wasn't that. Gary Payton wasn't that. Magic Johnson wasn't that. Karl Malone wasn't that, and they played Utah twice. But my question is this: as you relook at this thing, and people go, "We know they weren't garbage men; they were all of famous, Hall of Famers and All Stars." But you go, one of the critiques is of all the teams Michael played, there was only one superstar on that team. No one ever was a Scottie Pippen to a Charles Barkley, so. Do you think the outcome would have been different if Barkley had another go-to guy like Mike had Scotty Because he didn't. Well, yeah. And before you answer, before you answer, before you answer, Gary Payton, I don't know if you count Sean Kemp. Yeah. He didn't really have a go-to guy. Sean Kemp? Yeah. All right. So then that debunks that situation. Karl Malone had John Stockton even though a lot of people shit on John Stockton you got to give him his number Magic had worthy okay okay so i so really we are only talking about two teams drexler didn't have a go to guy and neither did barkley no he, but he did he had kevin johnson do those series become Come different
1: well huh? do they he had kevin johnson and first of all phoenix played them really hard phoenix played them tight and phoenix played good games with them uh so i think uh you know that being said, Kevin Johnson was uh, was an amazing guard. The Kevin Johnson's problem is at the end of every season because they didn't t- they didn't manage uh, games and game time and at minutes as well. He always had a bad thigh. Always, every time
0: he 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 he. he yeah, but you know how many people right now? You know how many people heard you say that just now and are going, Kevin Johnson ain't no Scotty Pippen. No, but he ain't Kev- no All Star. He, no, yeah, he, he wasn't he, no Hall yeah, of he, Famer. He
1: um, he was a great guard. The best dunk I've ever seen over Olajuwon was Kevin Johnson dunking on Olajuwon. Classic, uh, classic. He he was a hell That's of a player. Classic. Yeah, he was a hell of a player. Uh, Dan Marley didn't he? He was a great outside shooter. Uh, he played a good game, but you know that that was one of the things that I saw in there. And you know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that Jordan had something for Marley because of Krause. We didn't know that in Phoenix. How would we know that Kraus thinks that uh, Marley's a a good player, a, a, one of the, one of the better players. And and Marley had a great, had a really great career there. Uh, was Cedric Sabalos on that team? Uh, uh, Dumas was on that. There it was, there was great. It no, was, Cedric, Cedric, Cedric Sabalos wasn't on wasn't that team. Wasn't there when they played. I, I, I don't remember. No. Like, I didn't go back and look at it. I just, cause honestly, when I watched, uh, when I watched it, I just wanted to forget about it. I, actually, when I cut, that's why I text you. That that one hurt. I didn't. Want, I, I I replayed that last forty seconds and it just killed me. Uh, and I didn't think about it. But Marley was was a, was considered a a good player, not like a Scottie Pippen, not that level. I don't. Uh, I think Scottie Pippen was one of the best players uh, in the NBA of all time. So when people say, did he have great players? Yeah, he had Scotty, and I do think that that was one of the best one two players ever in the in uh, in the NBA. But you know, when you go Lakers, they had uh, Kareem and Magic. I mean, that's... No, 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 no. Not, not when they played they, Michael. No, not when they played Michael, but they had uh, Worthy when they played Michael.
0: Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, did yeah. have Worthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, again, people will find ways to, to, to knock what it was. Well, the Magic and Worthy were old by then. Listen, of all the teams Michael played to win his six championships, not one of them that I l- really feel was a threat. Not one of them did I look at and go, yo, they could beat the Bulls. Um, None of them. Well, but Bulls
1: played games. And, and, you know, this is a different time. And I remember they, they would talk about it that way because the, the West was a fast game, but it wasn't perceived tough. And so getting out of the East was a big deal to, to play in the finals. And they right. and they did. They had to go through painful games to get out of the East. So you're right. When they got to the to the championship game, maybe there was uh, a feeling that it wasn't as strong in the finals. But it was still like I said, that Phoenix series was great. The uh, but who did they come through that year? I don't even remember who they came through the year. They they went through it on the on the show. But you had to go through tough teams. The Knicks. Teams. Yeah, the Knicks. The, the, nine, great, the Knicks. That was great. Yeah. That was a great series too. That I looking back on that series. And you know, that was great. And this is the other thing about basketball at that time. I love the Knicks and I love the Bulls. I loved watching that basketball, how basketball was played then. I love the Suns. I love the Bulls. I could watch almost every game at any, any, any time during the year, you could throw on a game and you were going to watch great basketball. There was a lot of great players at the time. And I understand when they say maybe there wasn't uh, it wasn't a dominant force like Michael and Scotty, but again, as you've said, Scotty became that player because of Michael. Michael Scotty doesn't become that player without Michael. He rises to Michael's to the occasion that Michael set the table for. Ooh, I just Charles Barkley. I used two different analogies to make one statement. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you don't rise to that level without Jordan. I, I don't agree with it, but you know what? The other thing is, I don't even want to talk about these young dudes anymore because I, after I watched this this last one, and we're only on number six, right? That's the it ended on six. Dude, there's no yeah. there's no question that he's the greatest. There's no question, and to even fight about it anymore to me is
0: ridiculous. I
1: there is it, it's it doesn't make any sense. Uh, th-
0: there's yeah, Listen, listen, these these these, these young kids of you know, again, they're fighting for their moment. This is their moment. LeBron is their moment, and, and, and they, you know, and it comes with the, that, that, that youthful arrogance. Like, you know, we're, we know better than our parents. We know better than the people who lived it, saw it. We know better than the people that came before us. But before I get into that, let me just say, since we're talking about the 93 uh, Knicks Bulls, there's something I have to fucking, because Michael Rapaport, Screams about it to the top of his lungs. A lot of Knicks fans say this dumb shit. How you mentioned the infamous dunk of KG, not KG. KJ. Kevin Johnson. Yep. KJ over king. Now, that was a legitimate dunk. And that, and that was one of, and as far as I'm concerned, still one of the coldest dunks of all time. Because he was a point guard dunking over a seven-footer. On in a his face, footer. in his face, though. Not, in his face.
1: not 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 around him, not side, not running down the court, just straight up in his right. face. Straight
0: up. People like to go, yo, John Starks dunked on Jordan. That dunk where he goes baseline, he dunked on Horace. Michael was in the background. 90% of that dunk was on Horace. Michael happened to be in the vicinity. So to all you diehard Knicks fans who go, yeah, that famous dunk it was a nasty dunk, where Stark dunked on Jordan. Nah, yo, it wasn't on Jordan. Look at the dunk; it was on Horace. Michael happened to be in the neighborhood. Not the same thing. Um, so anyway,
1: but going, going, you know, I, I'll defend, I'll defend the Knicks fans a little bit on this one. It was he was in the frame, and honestly, that dunk. It was an amazing dunk. And one of the things I'm going to say about Starks that I think a lot of people in New York will be, might take issue with me on is when you talk about players, and we talked about one of the things Jordan had was uh, the mental to want to kill you, to take you down, to, to, as, uh, as Tyson said, to eat your children. That, that kind of mentality that I'm going to win at all costs. But he also had the skill level and the work ethic to, to make that happen. Uh, Starks had the mentality that he wanted to kill you. He wanted to take you down. Oh, but sorry. he didn't have the but. But he didn't, but have, he the didn't have the ability. He didn't have the ability. He didn't have the natural tools that uh, that some players have. And the other thing is because, and I think because of that, uh, he Jordan played within in control, and and uh, Starks did not play in control when start when you finally got. It's him. almost. It's almost.
0: Go right. ahead. No, you go ahead. It's almost. It's. A- it's almost like a, 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 a midget who wants to be a woman beater, but he just doesn't have the ability. The worst he's going to do is batter your knees. He's going to bruise your shin. He, just, he can't get to your face. As, as violent and as angry as he wants to bash your face like hamburger, the worst he's going to do is bruise your shins. That's the best he can do.
1: He he had skills. He just didn't have the he, he did. Uh, he just it wasn't he wasn't the package. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna because I like the toughness that New York had when he was on the team, and I like the vol. I, I, you can't be vol. <sighs> now I'm Barkley. Uh, I I like the uh, the veracity in which he played. I just didn't like when he lost control, and he did lose control quite a few times playing basketball. Uh, and, right, and and, and, it, and it felt like because he was getting picked on during certain parts of games, even though he did have that skill to rise up and throw down mean, nasty dunks. And he was, he was a hell of a player though. I really enjoyed New York at that time. Oakley uh, was a great player on that team as well. Uh, You know, uh, he brought some toughness. Uh, It was just, it was so much fun to watch basketball. And I think this is the greater thing that's missed because they keep going. And I'm not, I'm not trying to bring up young, the young heads on how they think about things, but, faster, stronger, you know, uh, the game was better. I really got to say, I really believe the game, when it was played as the team game, was a better game. It just was a better game. Now, I enjoyed, well, I don't watch basketball the same way I used to.
0: You, you know, um, it, it's funny, like, again, when, when people go, all these people might play to get, when they when they disrespect those players that did not win because of Michael. Barkley, Drexler, Peyton, Malone, Stockton. When, when the young generation refers to these guys as truck drivers, plumbers, and garbage men, it's so crazy to me because what they don't understand, and I'm going to quote Roy Jones. Roy Jones at one point at the pinnacle of his success, you know, he was trying to be a rapper. He also rapped. He, he came out with a song called Y'all Must Have Forgot. And he says in the song, y'all say I fought nobody. I was just so good, I made them look like nobody. Dude, those teams you're naming? With those players? Barkley, KJ, Marley. Great. Uh, uh, And that Knicks team, when when they were at their most physical scariest. Yeah. Oakley, Ewing, Ewing. Starks, Doc uh, Rivers. You know who was really scary on that team? Xavier McDaniel. And, uh... I'm going to forget Gerald name. Wilkins, yeah. Dominique Wilkins' cousin. Yeah, wait, there's another Anthony Mason.
1: Anthony Mason. That's who I want to say. You, you imagine this time. You know when you're talking about uh, bigger, faster, stronger. Could you imagine? And I and I hate to use the LeBron thing because I'm not. This is not against LeBron. LeBron going down the lane with Anthony Mason waiting for him
0: between Ewing, Ewing, Oakley, and Mason. Are you kidding me? So that's why I'm sitting here going, when these people say, yeah, Mike played against a bunch of guys who weren't great. No, these guys were very great. That's a testament to Mike's dominance. He made them look average. These dudes were spectacular. Hall of Famers. All stars. Dude, there was a clip, and I wrote it down in my notes. This is how sexy. And I have to use the word Sexy. Michael Jordan's skills were. In 93, he played, and it's one of, the, when you go, if you, if, even if you would go to YouTube and go, Michael Jordan's highlights, top 20. I guarantee you this is probably the top five. He's playing the New Jersey Nets. He jumps in the air from a distance. He makes his way and weaves his body. He contorts his body three different times through three different defenders and lays the ball off the glass before his feet touches the floor. That's amazing. That type of skill to float that long in the air, contort your body through three different people in motion, lay it off the glass before your feet hit the ground is just as sexy as the famous highlight of Dr. J from behind the backboard with the underhanded windmill off the glass layup from behind the backboard, out of bounds. People are insane if they don't get how sexy Mike was. Um, Athletically.
1: No, I, I think it's done. I I think the series really, I, I think it brings to light what, because we, you know, even for myself, when I listen to everybody, I go, man, you know, there's other people in this conversation. I would think that sometimes because I hadn't seen it. I'd forgotten about it. Even though you can go watch it on your – and I know you can – you know, you YouTube it. But when you watch YouTube, you're usually on your phone when it's a little teeny tiny picture. Right. Dude, seeing some of these highlights and seeing who – listening to him speak, listening to the way that he commands the, that, that room uh, with all the players – Man, you know, you just, there's, I, I don't know anything else like that. I, I, I can't even imagine it. And, and to have, I mean, I love what uh, Steve Kerr said, and it, you talk about that famously about uh, Jordan punching Kerr in the face, right? And I love when Kerr goes, "I'm competitive too. I just can't always back it up that way." But there's nothing but, but Kerr. I mean, it wasn't like. This is how much respect you have. for This guy punches you in the face, and it doesn't cause a riff in the team to, to the point where the team is going to – if that happened in a room today, I, I, th- I think someone's asking for a trade. Someone's wanting to – Well, out
0: Kurt, of- Kurt, Kurt said something that I didn't even know. He said during the exchange, he punched Mike in the chest. Yeah. I, t- I have more respect for Kurt. He
1: hit God back. Now, that statement right there, that was surprising when I saw that. When he said that? Yeah, when he said, when he said
0: God just gave you that. God just me. gave you one. Dude, here's, uh, this is why I fucking love this documentary. It's like Jordan's legacy. Jordan's stories were Bigfoot. I heard he did this. I heard he says this. I heard he's like that. Speculation, speculation, speculation. All rumors, now we're seeing it. Some of what we've heard is true. I I heard from people that told me, yeah, Mike's an asshole. He's arrogant. I've heard people go, yo, coolest motherfucker in, in the world. Yo, he's both. Yeah. And we're seeing it. Cool motherfucker, but he
1: knows he's the shit. Do when uh, that that uh, part in the series where he's talking who 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 is he hating? It's it's is it the Knicks that he's hating when he's dropping all the threes, mm-hmm. and he does the little Portland, sh- Portland, Portland. That's right, Portland. And he does the little uh, the shoulder thing where like like right. uh, with his hands up like oh like I when I was watching that game we started laughing we're like he can't even believe it nah no, that's not what happened. Was, uh, that I love, because it wasn't that he couldn't believe it. He was like, I told you. That was different from what I thought that moment was. And How cool is it to be clued
0: into that? But again, we talked about this on the last podcast. This is a testament to his greatness. He knows that camera's on. I remember I was watching a, 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 the 30 for 30 uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, Rob Roberto Duran, No Boss. And Sugar Ray said, Hit guys like Sugar Ray, Oscar De La Hoya, Michael Jordan, they all have it. Sugar Ray goes, I was always taught when a camera is on, you look and you smile. Mike knows when that camera's on, like Mike, fuck me, like Mike, he knows it's brand time. When the camera ain't off, you non-shooting motherfucker, yeah. I wouldn't pass a motherfucker the ball. So he's two different people. He's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, and he knows how to play it. But guys like Dennis Rodman, Mike Tyson, uh, they don't know how to do that. I don't think they, they only did. give you what they are. I don't think Rodman cared
1: because his brand was completely different than Michael's. His brand was to be that brash and be the real guy that he was. Even though I don't think that was a real guy, I think that's created for the for the stage. No, person. I think it was a little
0: bit. I think I think he cared, but he also didn't care. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I think he's definitely one of the most complex guys outside of basketball. Like I, I don't know that anybody really. The, the few people that I know that might have some idea that I know who played bat, who played in the end. They don't really. No one. I don't know that many people know Rodman. No, know him like that. I mean, he has right. a circle. He, he has his, and I I, I bet Jordan. And like you said, Scotty are probably some of the people that do know him. Um, but I thought all of what we were seeing, like you said, is fresh. Like, and, and everybody's image, uh, when, uh, magic Johnson walks in to go say hi to Mike at the, uh, at the, fun, at the all-star game, two things I saw in there that were really, uh, kind of impressive to me. One. Uh, he goes to say motherfuckers and he says mugs because he saw, he goes, Oh, the cameras. And, uh, so okay. he's on brand, but the other thing, but, that, but,
0: but Jordan, Jordan didn't give a damn. No, you heard him say it. Yeah. This motherfucker here with them Laker colors on.
1: Yeah. But cause he was looking, he knew that was his cameras that were on him though. And he could, he could do so. He could do something about it if he wanted to. The other thing though is, and I don't know if you see it because it's in, it's in the frame, but you don't really notice it. Barkley's standing next to Jordan when he when he comes in to say hi like he comes in from the you know he comes in invades the east uh room and he comes in to say hi to michael jordan barkley's the one that's next to him you don't see him because he's kind of out of frame but are you sure because i
0: thought that was tim hardaway
1: uh no 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 because they're standing up and you can see that it's barkley it's not hardaway tim hardaway's in the shot though and when he first walks into the room, it's Hardaway? Yes! Okay, He's sitting right next to Mike. Even if it's Hardaway. I'll, I'll take Hardaway. Even if it's Hardaway. Um, Jordan is kind of like doing something, and it doesn't make a difference. Michael, I mean, uh, Magic waits until Michael acknowledges him and then proceeds to talk to him before even the other person who's looking right at Magic he didn't, you don't talk to anybody in that room until after Michael speaks to you. It was like he had to have that initial conversation right. with him before anybody else in the room was allowed to be acknowledged. That, right. And, I'm, and I, know for, I know that there's no way that Michael ever said, hey, you don't talk to anybody in this room before you talk to me. That's how much, he, how much respect that he commanded, that even, even Magic Johnson would wait, Michael, all right, whoever else is over here.
0: I thought it was Barkley. Right. You're probably right. No, it was Tim Hardaway. Um, dude, I, I just, it, 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 like, like it, it's amazing, too. Like, as a kid growing up, I really thought Michael, now, I mean, you know, I'm a kid, so you, there, there's a certain amount of naivete. But I just thought Michael was perfect. I went the guy that didn't curse. He's fucking got the commercials. He's good looking. He smiles. He's extremely talented. And from the way I was brought up, and he's with a black wife. He ain't one of these big time black athletes who's got to have a white woman. This man is the perfect black man. Cut to this nigga drinks, cusses, and had side pussy. <laughs> and now I appreciate it more as an adult. That might have crushed me as a kid. Okay, But as an adult, that this nigga's not being perfect makes him perfect.
1: But when you were a kid and when you did hear him say, you know, Republican buy, Republicans buy sneakers too. As a kid, I don't know what that means. You didn't get it as a kid. You didn't get that. I, As a kid, that had no water to me. Well, what, but what do you feel about that act, activism? Before we,
0: before we jump on that, because that that's in my notes, I want to ask you this. because Again, the guys who seem a little bit mysterious are the ones who got me curious. When, when, I forgot that Larry Bird was the coach of the East. And you could see some of Larry's confidence slash cockiness. When he goes, Well, we're here. We might as well win it. Yeah. I wish there was a documentary on Bird. Cause I heard he was one of the biggest trash talkers ever. And some of the shit that I read that he would say, man, I would have loved to have been in the locker room when he when he was his Birdisms. Some of his cocky shit
1: Okay, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something about Bird because it, it, it's, uh, this is my whiteness coming out right now. Uh, I've said some things about Bird and, you know, where I put him and ranked him and how I felt about his play and who he was. Let me, let, me just, let me just remind people of this, too. You're in a league that's dominated by black men. The black men on the teams at, at that time, especially at this time, and this, is, this is the time where the, the best basketball players are the black dudes. And you have a white dude that's so confident that can talk the most shit to everybody. Do you know how good mm-hmm. you really have to be to go? Cause don't there's no way that no one was trying to shut him down. There's no Correct. way that people weren't trying to shut him up to send him home.
0: See, this white boy can't play. That white boy's all hype.
1: He got commercials. I don't have a commercial. This Larry's an underrated player because of the way it looks like he plays. Because he does look extremely white on the court.
0: Slow, can't jump. Yeah.
1: But the dude could ball.
0: He had... Hey, man. (laughs) Hey, you know, I know it wasn't ten parts. I think it was three parts. But I put that documentary, Best of Enemies, Bird Celtics, right there with the fucking... With the, with the Last Dance, dude, that was a great documentary. Yeah, and I think it was Cedric Maxwell, when he tells the story, when Bird first came in to the, to the Celtics, and he goes, all right, I'm, I'm, let, me, let me see, this white boy can't shoot, he's too slow, bam, hits a shot, okay, bam, hits another shot. Now I'm thinking, you know what, let me do this white boy up, bam, hits another shot, from even further distance, and he goes, this white boy can play man bird was the truth dude to be that cocky
1: to talk that much shit to tell someone before they even throw the ball inbounds where he's taken the shot from over yes
0: you? yes
1: okay I, I i don't have to just I, I only said that because it's the only white dude that i have to hang a hat on in the nba but i just don't think that he gets credit for being the amazing basketball player that it's not that he doesn't get credit. He does get credit for it. But it's, all, it's, it's dismissed more than ever because he. when you watch him in the games, it doesn't look like he's playing the same
0: game. It's, it's dismissed now. Yeah. I don't think to the people that really grew up watching basketball and understanding basketball from the 80s up until recently, we get it. Again, I, the, the level of disrespect some of these younger kids give. Now, now look. At playing the same position, do I think Bird is better than LeBron? No. Certainly not athletically. But people dismiss Larry over Bird, I mean, Larry over LeBron, like Larry wasn't shit. And I'm just like, what? That's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, no, I,
1: and the, that that is, that is the uh – the part of the game that, you know, we can't bring these people back. We can't put them out in uh, their youthful and at the peak of their career on the court to play together. So we have to, this is why these debates rage on, but there's been some great, I, I this is why I love the NBA so much because, uh, and this is something else that they talk about in, in it with the uh, marketing of Jordan, where they're going to, oh, you're going to make him a tennis, a tennis star is what they were talking about because the mark basketball uh, Basketball's right. the only team sport that can have, that can have the sole member. There's always one on a basketball team. Always one player that stands head and shoulders above. Usually, I should say, because sometimes two players can make that happen. But right. uh, you know, there's a star in every team, and, and but basketball's still a team sport. You got to have all. You got to have players on the court. I love this. <laughs> this is Aries' family life. I love the decor of the room. So you do know Aries is with his family.
0: Uh, yeah, my daughter just walked in. She's,
1: I'm, I'm just waiting for her to come in and say something because she's.
0: Oh no, she's going <laughs> to. <laughs>
2: um,
1: but I, I love that you can have a star on the on your team, but you're still a team. That's it's you. You need to star on the team, but you're still a team. The team doesn't function yeah. without it.
0: Um, the Harvey, you were about to get into the Gant thing, the witch, the Gant, the Gant. The, the, the political part.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh oh yeah. Well, but you, like you said, you were younger. That wasn't on your. That wasn't on your plate at the time. You were not paying attention to that.
0: I want to. I, I want to ask black people. Please write into me. Harry Spears, forty five at hotmail. I want to ask black people, and I and and then I'm I'm gonna allude to what you said, which because I know a lot of this to people listening comes off as, Harrys Jordan to you is like a son who's a serial killer, and you're the parent in court. It's still your baby, no matter how wrong he is. Um, but no, and I'm going to allude to what you said, because I agree wholeheartedly. Even, even if I wasn't a Jordan fanatic, what you said made sense to me, and I, and I, and I agree with that stance. So my question to, to black people is this, and please write into to me, just in case I'm wrong, give me your perspective. What do y'all want? When is is enough enough? Black people, what do we want? What did you want Michael to do? Outside of... Besides just be a shining figure to every black kid who dreams to come out of the ghetto and serve as an inspiration to want to be the best at what you do and go for your dreams. Besides opening the door for all the young black ball players to come after him in terms of endorsement deals. Besides being a businessman that runs his shit correctly to inspire other black men to do business the way he does business and be successful. Besides being a clean cut image that again in, in, in a society that deems black men stereotypically so negatively that he debunks that what more do 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 we want when is enough enough and when jordan said on a documentary look i know i can't please everybody and if i and if i inspire you then i'm gonna keep doing that but if i don't maybe i'm not the guy you need to follow i thought i'm just asking black people what's enough
1: I thought that statement was amazing, though, when he said, then maybe I'm not the one you should follow because we all have a path. And uh, that was pretty uh, that was it was it was pretty amazing to me. But he uh, uh, there's a lot that's missed that I think that he did he did do uh, that is missed in the fact that he wasn't political. But I I love what he said, you know, you shouldn't follow me that maybe not that he did not feel that that was his that's what he needed to be doing. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate because, uh, who, who was it? It was, uh, what was the political party at the time? Who it was? The Republicans had,
0: Uh, I can't remember his name, but he was known to be a racist. He
1: wasn't, he he wasn't, he he was a racist. Uh, yeah, it was unfortunate. He couldn't have been taken out of office, but, and I'm just looking at this. Uh, let's look at this as Republican Democrat, try to get some. Racial tension out of it when I say it this way. Uh, It's not, it's, this isn't a color issue. This is just uh, Republicans versus Democrats and and ideology. And I know it's hard to remove the two, and I hear the typewriters starting, but here's my question. Uh, You're at this. You said typewriters. You old motherfucker. (laughs) I'm old. That's, yeah. That's how I (laughs) keep saying typewriter. But you, uh, but. You you're at this place in life where you are actually moving the needle. You're changing people's lives. You're changing the way marketing's done. You're changing the the way players get paid off the court. You change you you've made huge amounts of change. And that's not enough black people. And all and in this election, which even if you come out and you support him, you're not guaranteed a change that the Democrat's gonna win over the Republican. You're not guaranteed that. All you can do is say uh, yeah i think you should uh, vote for this guy cuz you're not political and you haven't been political does and and you know that that takes a, that could take a very big hit on what you are what your what your goals are which was making those kind of changes in the nba making those kind of changes to athletes making those kind of changes to like you just said how you could market a black man in this country at that time he made those changes and he was going to risk that For an election that was determined by people coming out and voting, I—that's a tough one, man. That's that's so tough because you—I don't—I don't don't think it's that
0: tough. Listen, (laughs) you got Jesse Jackson fat fight. You got you got uh, what's the nigga the fat nigga with the perm that used (laughs) to—that's a callback to last week. (laughs) The the fat nigga with the perm in the tracksuit before he slimmed down to look anorexic like Star Jones needing a steak, uh, <laughs> uh, Sharpton, I mean, Al Sharpton. Reverend Al Sharpton. Okay, so listen, you got black people, and, and, and Magic said it this morning or, 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 on first take, that wasn't Michael's lane. That's, that's Jesse Jackson's lane. That's Al Sharpton's lane. If, if, if you If you want somebody to fight the racial political battles That's what they do. Michael Jordan is trying to build a brand and a name as an athlete, which, like you said, will help the black community in other ways. So what the fuck do we want, black people? What do we want? When is enough enough? Why does every black person have to be Superman and do
1: it all? And the question then goes to LeBron, because LeBron has been political. But my other question is... LeBron is also successful, has a career that's been marketed, uh, has an image that was – the foundation of that was laid by Michael Jordan so that the next generation could be that and still be successful and marketable. I I think when you enter the room first, sometimes you have to look around the room and make adjustments –
0: so that you can get other people in the room. And I was reminded by watching First Take when they brought up that very same point about LeBron is more instrumental in the black community and is more of a social justice warrior than Michael. Well, wait a minute. As far as business affiliations, LeBron had a lot invested with uh, his business and revenue in China which is why he all of a sudden went mum on the controversy about China. So whether it's Michael Jordan going, Hey, Republicans buy shoes too. I'm not, I don't want to get political. I I want to stay away from that. LeBron chose his moment for business purposes to stay away from something. So let's be fair. Uh, yeah. Uh, Again,
1: as the white guy in the room, I'm not going to try to uh, – I'm not going to try to you – know, that's not that I, – I, I don't – I like to bring light on some things that I, might under, that I might see, but I don't think that I can speak for the community. So I'll step out now, and I'll leave
0: it where you have it and right there.
1: No, I'm just – listen,
0: at the end of the day – and look, if, if you look at Michael's track record, Better Late Than Never, You know, he just opened up that, that hospital – and I think it was, was it North Carolina, either North or South Carolina, so that poor people, particularly black poor people, had a place to go. So even if he didn't do it at the height of his basketball days because he was trying to build something, all right, but it ain't like he's going down in history as having done nothing. And he's spoken out at certain points. What, I can't wait to see the documentary about to do about the clipper owner who was banned for his racist shit mike spoke out against that mike built the hospital so he's doing things he's just doing them now you can't satisfy niggas man you can't satisfy the negroes they always want more you give them one watermelon they want two you give them seeds they want seedless all the niggas
1: Man, I'm glad I stepped out of the room.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, here's something. Speaking of business and speaking of uh, impact he had in the episode, it was interesting because I actually read in the book where he said he, he wanted Adidas over, jo- over yeah, Nike. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, dude, I've never
0: been a Jordans guy. And I know that's as blasphemous to stay in the black community is you don't believe in God. Niggas live and die by Jordans. But I've never been a Jordans guy. And before I hand the floor over to you, I'm going to tell you uh, what was a funny, I read a funny, I saw a funny thing on Facebook. Someone tweeted, uh, I'm going to fuck the joke up, but somebody tweeted something about because LeBron, people don't get killed over LeBron sneakers, the way they do Jordans. That's why he's not the GOAT. I'm fucking it up. I'm paraphrasing. But it was, it was a funny joke in a, in a dark sense. But back to you. I, I've never been a Jordans guy. I think I maybe own two pairs of Jordans. To me, it wasn't something I had to have. Were you a big sneakerhead? You're not a big sneakerhead anyway. No I, no, I love
1: sneakers. I'm just, I'm also cheap. And so, uh, I'm not, you fucking you. yeah, I'm not going to spend my money on Jordans. Uh, at the time though, when I was young and Jordan was out, I, I always wanted a fresh pair of Jordans every, uh, but I didn't like, now you buy every colorway. You, I- I'll never forget this one guy that I know. Cool dude. Uh, he's a comedian in Phoenix. Uh, uh, Polly, uh, I forgot, I'm going to get his last name wrong. So I'm just going to say Polly. He's actually from Tucson. Polly, uh. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of Jordans. And I just remember one time I go, you have so many. Like, you have so m-. He goes, yeah, because that way you don't wear much, so they last forever. I don't understand the
0: fascination. Um, unless, unless it's an investment for you, where at some point you're going to go, I'm going to sell these when, when they're hot. Why?
1: Why hey, and, do you need that many Jordans? And you and you're putting bo- some people are putting booties over the top of the or the top of their Jordans so they don't mess them up. But then you look like an idiot walking around with booties over your fucking Jordans. So why wear them? I I used to get a pair every year. Every every year I just get a pair. Uh, I like Jordans, and that probably ended around Jordan six or seven where I stopped getting Jordans all the time because they got expen- they got too expensive, and everybody was a run on Jordans, and then ah. Uh, I just started wearing uh Shelto Adidas and the superstars that, that, that was the shoe that I wore because it, uh, it has a good arch in it. So that's it. I'm an old man. I needed the arch, but, uh, I, I'm not a sneaker. I get it though. I get the attraction to Jordan's because it's, it's, it's a release. It's something new. It's, it's, it's a connection to the player, but you wear Jordan shit though. Don't you, you wear Jordan's tracks. You have a Jordan. Clothes is
0: different. That shit's expensive too. Yeah, but clothes is different. And if it's a quality piece of clothing, I'll fuck with it. But, you know, I'm, again, the older I get, the less you start giving a fuck. I even had my lady make fun of me. She calls it my uniform. I'm at the point now where, dude, here's my uniform. Flip-flops, socks, either sweats or jeans. If I wear jeans, I wear Tim's. But if I wear sweats... Socks, sweats, uh, uh, flip flops, a uh, regular black or white tee, no no design on it. And if I do wear a design, it's my shit now. The Utah Africa, maybe one of your joints, all day long. Chuckle <laughs> the fuck up, my McDonald's and a hat, nigga. Every day I wear that shit, dude. But you- because I'm 45 and I don't give a fuck. What people think, but are you also? And I'm going to ask you
1: this because uh, you know I I admit that I'm cheap, so I do wear my my shit. Like I never thought I'd wear my like I wear my. I, there's something else I wear besides my shit, and you probably noticed this when I go to a club. If they have a decent t-shirt, if it's on a good t, it's on a good quality t-shirt. I always try to get a free t-shirt because I'll wear uh I'll wear t-shirts from the club. I'll wear my shirts. Uh, I'll wear you. I would wear your shirt, but I'm not wearing, I'm not paying money for anything. And then I have, I wear uh, blanks of my shirt, just the black or the gray shirt. That's all I wear. Uh, Sneakers. I've been buying Vans because Vans are half of what most sneakers cost. And uh, I wear, I wear Levi's and uh, no, no name brand socks.
0: That's it. (laughs) Levi's nigga. What you the 80s? Levi's. Let me, let me ask you. I had dudes hit me up on Instagram. Did, are they hitting you up about sending you clothes? Because I had one dude hit me up and goes, I'm going to send you an Andy Bo something. And he makes these custom-made jerseys, whether it's LeBron, Kobe, Jordan. It's real style shit. And I've had a couple people hit me up and I go, yeah, uh, send it to this address. And it's my business manager's address. Or I go, you know what? Send it to Andy. He, he, he bring it to me. <laughs> Like, dude, I just... Like, once upon a time ago, in my 20s, I gave a shit. Like, when I, before, I, before I leave the house, yo, I had to be that nigga. My hat, my boots, my jeans, my shirt, my jacket. Everything was detailed down to the socks, nigga. Because I was trying to impress hoes. I was trying to get pussy. I was trying to be that nigga. I so don't give a fuck. Nigga, if, if, let me tell you something. If I thought I could bring a little swag to it, I would wear the monk or the Taliban skirts, nigga. The blouse dresses. <laughs> I'm, I'm there, nigga. I'm tired.
1: See, I want to say I just need to be comfortable and I need it to be, I, I, I just don't have money to spend. I got to be honest. If I had some money, dude, I saw a dude wearing a Gucci tracksuit. If I wouldn't be accused of, of, of trying to bite black culture's look, I, there would be no way that I wouldn't wear that. That shit is so nice. <laughs> I would wear it in a second, but people would just think I was trying. And I just like right. that shit, though. I like it. I do. I just don't have the money for it. If Gucci called me up tomorrow and told me that they wanted me to rep them, I would be all Gucci every day forever. I think that shit just I, I, I think I said this on
0: the podcast. I own one pair of Gucci flip-flops. I hate them. The bottoms make my feet hurt. The Jordan flip-flops are comfortable, nigga. Like, that shit where black people go, I gotta have a Gucci or a Louis Vuitton belt. I gotta have Gucci, Louis Vuitton backpacks. For what? Give me a, a, a Champs or a Sports 5 backpack. I'm good, nigga.
1: Dude, I love all this shit. I'm just too cheap. I'm too cheap. I I can't. There was a point in my life. I used to work at Saks Fifth Avenue. There was a point in my life that I had a Cartier watch that I had to have Louis shit. I was wearing Prada shoes. Yeah, I went through that already. And you know what I I don't have right now? I don't have a Cartier watch. My Prada shoes I wore out. I don't have the, I don't have, uh, I'm too fat for my uh, Gucci belt that I had. You know, right. And what I what I wish I would have had that I could have kept was money. So now I keep money. And if I ever really had to have of that, all
0: the Jews to have in my life, I picked the worst one. <laughs> You're the worst, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got to go back to something, and and, and and you know it's funny. We talked about this in the earlier part of the last dance. How Krauss has been vilified. Yeah. Now I see why, I so see why. Dude, when they showed the clip of, I think it was the Bulls winning their third championship in Phoenix, I counted it, this motherfucker Krause said organization six times. Yeah, It was the organization. If it wasn't for the organization. What I'm so proud of. What I'm so proud of. He gave the word team one shout out. The rest was organization. This little fat roly poly motherfucker starved for attention starved for it like dude you're in the wrong business if you want the same adulation as a star athlete nigga and you built like the penguin, nigga dude
1: uh that was embarrassing when i watched that it maybe it was cringeworthy when he said it and you got to look at his teeth when he's saying it too because it's right there Oh, and that one eye, it's just dead. <laughs> it was, and, and and to know that this is the guy, when everybody, what you really want for your city is to win a championship. You do, you do. That's the goal. You bring home the championship. And at the beginning of the, or whatever part of the season, he said, "I don't, no matter what happens, Phil Jackson isn't coming back. Like dismantling the team from the outside.
0: That's ego driven.
1: That's so, in it, it, it I know that I have a connection to Krauss because we're both humans. And it embarrasses me that that is connected to me somehow. Uh, when you, I'm one of those people that I, which I don't know if you do this, but when you see somebody doing something stupid, like really ridiculous that you just can't, I cover like my face or I hide my eyes. Cause I, not because I feel what bad for them. I feel bad for me that I am somehow related to that person as a human being. And and that's, right. that's how I felt when I was watching that because how can you yeah you showed you showed your whole hand when you did that then right I, I was I was embarrassed when I watched that that was that was bad because you just you did and they three peed it right who not you know he should have, we three peed it if he wanted to be all about. Anything he could have been about the city, and he goes, "We repeated this. Do you know how big of a deal this is? Do you understand how hard it is? He could even use team. Then do you understand how hard it is to keep a team together for three straight championships?
0: Nah, it was about him. It was all right. Over. Clearly, clearly, um, it was interesting hearing Michael talk about it as he sat on the couch. How he can't go nowhere, and how he said, "I'm ready to get out of this life. Yeah, right now." So, here's my question to you. Because so many dudes say that after they've accumulated their wealth, their fame, their success, all the material shit. But if you had it to do over again, to not get as much of that shit on the highest level, would you, would you, would you trade that in? Would you, would you go, yo, I would rather have less cars the smaller house, less fans screaming, less panties being thrown at me, less championships to be able to have some freedom.
1: Um, you know, I looked at his situation because you would see wherever he would go. And, and every time they open a door, there's hundreds Screams. of people. There, hundreds of people there. Um, and that was in that life at that time. If you're asking about today. Could you imagine, and, and I'm sorry, because I'm going off your quest- question just a little bit to even say this. If that was today, and this is where, like, you give LeBron credit, uh, where you give a- anybody with uh, just mega fame credit today. Man, honestly, if you if you went to the doctor because you had a stomach ache, everybody's going to know you went to the doctor that day. If you had any kind of issue, everybody knows everything that you do.
0: And Yeah, but no, 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 I've got to stop you, though. But when you're at that level... You ain't going to the doctor, the doctor's, doctors coming to you. you. You're right. But man, I
1: don't know that anybody other than Muhammad Ali's ever had that kind of fame where no matter where you are in the world, you go outside and a crowd will follow you.
0: Well, here's the difference though Ali embraced it. Ali would purposely go outside to gather a million people. And be seen on camera going, "Ale, Kumbaye. He was the pi- Piper. Mike's private.
1: He don't want that. You know, but he he had it it came and came at him a little differently. Like uh, you know, what he st- when you see that he gets mad about the I don't know if I should use the word mad even. When people are coming at him with too many autograph for asking for autographs. Now you're Michael and when uh, Muhammad Ali was At his prime, and he signed an autograph, that was for the kid or for whoever, because they were fans. Now, he signs an autograph, he signs something, a poster or something, then he sees it on a wall for $10,000. That's annoying. I'm wasting my time to make you money? And I felt bad because now you... And I heard about this a little bit from people that, you know, he, he, he pulled back because he didn't want... If it was for the kid, that'd be one thing. But... For, to sign it for a dude who's going to go turn around and sell it and then uh, later in his career they were sending these guys were giving kids these items to sign and sending them down so they could get the autograph and then they would pay the kids like $50 to go get those uh, signatures I, I understood the frustration but would you trade it in going back to your question man I I, I want to say no I, I wouldn't I, I'd want it I would want it because I'm sitting on the outside of it and I would like some uh, acknowledgement and some adoration and, you know, some success. But yeah, I would take it. I, I, there's no way that I wouldn't, I would stay in the hotel room. I I would sit there and go, okay, well, I can't go out until this time or until I'd want it. Yeah. I, I, because I don't have it. I didn't live it. I don't know. So from looking outside in, yes, I'd want it.
0: You know, I I think it's a classic case of that saying, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Would it ever be gone for Michael Jordan? At this point, no. The guy's worth two billion dollars. But I almost feel like, you know, unless you go through that, I'm going, holy shit, no one cares about me no more. People aren't screaming my name. I'm not being mobbed. Now I miss it. Maybe I'm maybe because I'm not that. I'm, I'm, it's easy for me to say, but I would love, dude, to just see what that feels like, where you just go somewhere and you can't breathe. I, I, you know, b- before you answer, well, before you get into it, let me ask you this. You said a couple times people have recognized you from the podcast, right? Yeah. And, and people have said something to you. How did that make you feel? Well, you know, it, it's
1: it's two things for me. Because it's not on a regular basis, right? So when people are looking at me or kind of like I could tell that there's some weird thing, like I think it's because they don't like me Uh, immediately. Uh, And this isn't – and I just want to make sure that everybody understands. I've been at – I was at a breakfast place and this lady kind of looked at me and then kind of said something to someone and then she took a picture And it took me an hour after I was done eating. I left before I realized... I thought, man, she must think I'm a... I wonder if she thinks I did something to her. It didn't occur to me that that's what it was. So I was uncomfortable with it. Um, When I've been on the
0: road with you and people say something... But once you realized what it was, how did it make you feel?
1: Yeah, then it makes you feel, oh, that was cool. Like, I should have enjoyed that moment. If it happened more regularly, I would enjoy it. But if it happened too regularly, I don't know what would happen. I, I would like it because personally... I don't want to deal with people. So if they liked me and I could just go wait in a hotel room and then come out, and entertain them and then leave, I'd be happy with that. That for me works. But, uh, for him, he said, obviously he said he was ready to do something different, but the competitive part of him to not be the most famous athlete. I wonder how it affects him that way right now when he walks down the street. Yeah. He's still people who know who Michael Jordan is. They know him, but other people's face are on TV more every day when you hear Braun is but this, this has to affect him because I think it's the opposite of what he said. Because he said... God, I wish someone would ask him that. I wish they would ask him that. Well, I wish they would too because he did say, and what I did agree with what he said is, yeah, people say they wish they could be me for a day or for a week or for a month, but to be me, it ain't fun. You know, they they played that three times when they were trying to get it three times. and He said it three different ways. Did you
0: notice, did you notice how on the last one, the close-up on his face? Yeah. He, he looked like he was getting annoyed that he had to keep answering that, yeah I'm th- yeah man
1: no I, I I think at that moment you, you like you said it would grind on you at that moment, but then you realize what it is, and I think his competitive spirit i think i think that other another basketball player that might i you know it was kind of funny i I don't know if this has anything to do with it, I'm just going to tell you something that um that I I just thought of uh, a while ago, but there's always been talk about changing the NBA logo uh, to Jordan's, you know, one of Jordan's silhouettes because that's what the, the, and then that talk kind of disappeared about five, six, seven years ago. And uh, when, and then some stuff started about maybe LeBron, a LeBron silhouette. And then when Kobe died, they were like, Kobe should be the silhouette. We should get Kobe this. I think that competitive stuff comes back up because if anybody's supposed to be the silhouette on the NBA to Michael Jordan, 100% without a doubt, it's supposed to be. If it ain't, if it, if it ain't uh, Jerry, uh, who is that on there? It's Jerry West. <coughs> that's the logo that's on there right now. That silhouette is Jerry West. If it ain't Jerry West, it needs to be Michael Jordan. In his mind, there's no other person that should be on that logo. And I think even some of that talk has spurred some of this more. I, I know not the Kobe thing because uh, this was already in process of being made. But I think that competitive juice is flowing right now. I think there's a lot of that juice flowing right now for Jordan. And I think if you asked him how he feels about that fame now, it might be a little different than it felt in that documentary. I think he misses it. Right. I'd
0: want to still be the biggest uh, thing. How much know. time we're at? An hour. I want to address one more. I have one more thing in my notes uh, before we we get out of here. Um, Just like I asked you the other week, how come Michael Jordan's eyes are so bloodshot red? Yeah. Uh, Here's another question I have that's mysterious to me. How come all of Michael Jordan's security looks like a bunch of granddaddies? The Sniffers? The most in-shape, six-foot-six, athletic... All of this niggas' security look like my, aunt, my uncles at a reunion. Dude, the dude he's playing— Who are these niggas
1: supposed to protect? The dude he's playing that quarter game with up against the wall? But Andy,
0: let me stop you right there. Let me, let me stop you right there. Especially that nigga. Do you not know who he is? With that George Washington wig. You don't know who that is, Who dude? is this
1: nigga with this colonial cut? You don't know who he is? Huh? You don't know who he is? You don't know who he is. He's Michael security. No, but you do you not know who he is? That's Joe Exotic, no. the Tiger King's uncle.
0: Hilarious. Hilarious.
1: I saw that dude. And I go, that dude's related to Joe Exotic. That's who that guy has to be. One of the sniffers. Is
0: this motherfucker not wearing the George Washington wig? Dude, it is, Do you see that nigga's dome?
1: It is the craziest thing. He, he looks like a white dude with a jerry curl. It is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. How is who is he protected? <laughs> He's a sniffer. That's what it, those names were. The sniffers. Remember that from the first episode.
0: The sniffers because they, they sniff because they George's job.
1: Yeah, are yeah. So they're they're just there to keep the press out of the room. They, those aren't guys that are gonna take some tackle someone. They're there just to tell people to go out of the room, push people over to the. I love when he, they're walking down the hallway and you see the one guy trying to do his job, pushing. <laughs> pushing someone away, even though there's six people in front of him pushing people away, so i I don't know that's a weird job that that would have been i mean how that guy could his life have been any better at that time? Like what else could have he been doing? That dude, the dude with the, with the, the whatever you call that cut with the with, with, the, with the colonial cut, the, the wig. what else could have he been doing? What else in his life did he look like he was set up to do? that could have been better than just being a sniffer for Jordan. Oh, goodness. But he had the best job possibly in the whole world for him at that moment in time. Uh, coming up next week, though, I think uh, well, now we're going to see Jordan. This is where we get Jordan going to baseball. But I'm, I want, I'm interested to see because I think they're going to take a little bit deeper look at Scottie Pippen that next year. And Scotty, honestly, Jordan to me is the GOAT, but Scotty was my favorite player. Uh I had the I, I was fortunate enough to meet Scotty Pippen for uh about a minute and uh I watched him in a room, he, one of the coolest people I know. So nice to me. I interrupted him when he was talking to a girl. Um he was speaking with uh it was it was at uh, in Phoenix at the uh at the All-Star game and I waited, I waited, I waited. I'm just watching this guy. He isn't, She isn't tripping out that I'm watching him. I'm watching him because I'm not watching him to look at him. I'm waiting for him to get a break so that I can say something to him. And that break isn't happening. And I finally just went up to him and I go, hey, man, I, I apologize. I, I, I don't mean to mess up this conversation. I just want to tell you, I thought you were one of the greatest players ever. And I shook his hand. And my hand looked like a little baby hand in his hand when I when I went to shake his hand. And and he was just so he goes, he goes, Hey, he just, he he stopped for a second. He removed himself from the conversation He didn't turn. He didn't like leave the girl there. He just kind of removed himself mentally from that conversation. He goes, Hey man, I really appreciate you actually coming over here and saying that. Thank you so much. And then, you know, I went back, and I was like, oh, man. And I, I, I he could tell I was just happy, and with the conversation ended, he proceeded to go back in his world, and I went to mine, and I was like, man, Scotty's the greatest. And ever since then, I've always been Scotty's the greatest, so I can't wait to see uh, what's coming up, because I feel he's severely overlooked, and they brought it up a little bit on this one. Severely overlooked as one of the best players, because he did play next to Jordan. I don't think he becomes the best player without Jordan, but I think when Jordan left, he was in the top three players playing I, I, Akeem and then and, and, and Scotty had to be in the running for the best player at that time. You might disagree.
0: I don't. Listen to all the people that have listened to this podcast religiously. Uh, You've heard me say this, but I'm going to say it again for the new listeners. Wor- worst dream I ever had. Scotty Pippen beat me up in woodshop class while wearing his Bulls uniform he locked the door and he turned to me like uh, Chaz Terry in Bronx town when he said to the bikers, now you can't leave. And he locked the door on me and he proceeded to whoop my ass in woodshop class. And it was just me and him and he wore his bulls uniform. I don't know why he beat me up. I don't know what I did to piss him off, but he beat me up in woodshop class as a bull. And it, it's one of my scariest dreams
1: ever, uh, dude. I can't. I, I'm really looking forward to this next episode. And, and Tara's been watching this with me because it's really good. I mean, it's really, it's it's really good. It's 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 a really good doc. So I'm excited. Um, anything else before we get we close this uh, episode? Uh, For yeah, I don't I don't know if
0: you've noticed it since I, I don't know if you've noticed it because we've been talking on FaceTime to do this podcast, uh, and we talked about how my daughter walked in the room.
1: Did you catch this? No, I didn't catch that till right now. You look very Rodman esque. Tell, tell
0: the tell, tell the audience what I'm showing you. He's he has
1: uh he 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 did himself Rodman like, and he has is it purple? Uh, purple nail polish? Pink? Pink, pink, pink nail purple. polish? Pink nail polish. Uh, very interesting. It's not your look. I got to be honest. Uh, I, I'm very surprised that you even. You let You are goddamn that happen. right, it's not my look, nigga. I'm very surprised you even let that happen.
0: Listen, I'm surprised I let it happen. Um it ain't the first time. Uh this is actually technically the second. Because uh, we went off and about And the thing. The first ahead. time Go, go.
1: Go, ahead, go, ahead. Well, I just bring it up before before you tell me about the first and say so, we talked about you see people with their nails, their toenails, painting a dudes with their toenails and it, and it you're like, ah, like who would do that? And here we go. Well, here we
0: go. Uh The first time it happened, Uh, she did my nails, my hands, and my toes. Um, And, you know, it's my daughter, so fuck it. Uh, The next morning, I'm in the crapper, and I'm looking at my feet, and I went, I can't do this. I've never felt more transgender in my life. And I went, I can't do this. I'm, if you're transgender and that's what you do, live your life, baby. Live your life. I felt a certain way, and I and I was taking and I was taking a crap, and I'm sitting down, and I'm watching my I'm looking at my fucking twelve. It was twelve size twelve feet with pink nail polish and ash ankles, and I went, I can't do this now. I felt like I just got done fucking a uh, white middle-aged businessman on his lunch break but in a seedy motel.
1: I, I just want I, I to give this to the other side of this conversation. You know that painting your nails doesn't make you feel like, especially since it wasn't you that painted your nails. You, were, you, you did it because your daughter said, you know, dad, whatever, let me, you know, and, and you being a good dad, just hanging out, you let her do it. It doesn't change who you are. You know that, right? You you didn't you didn't have to have those feelings. You could have just been, oh, my daughter did this. You didn't have to go into uh, the uncomfortableness of it. It's not your look. You should you 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 could feel that it's not your look. That's,
0: that's white man talk. <laughs> I'm telling you, we operate different in the fried chicken community. Nah, nigga. Nah. <laughs> Niggas they ain't never been that comfortable. Nah, son. Nah. Dead ass, yo. Dead ass.
1: <laughs> I think we got to leave it right there. That's the perfect end. There it is. All right. We're, we're looking forward to episode... What do we got coming up? Uh, seven and eight. Seven and eight. So very excited Somewhere about it. Seven and eight?
0: No, okay, seven and eight.
1: Yeah. Uh, very excited to see the conclusion of this. Uh, props to Michael for actually putting some things in there that I didn't think that he would put in there. I, I was pretty surprised
0: that he left. Hey him. man, I got to tip my hat to motherfucker. This is how you know your brand is solidified. Like, like let me put it in movie terms, Pacino, De Niro, Denzel Nicholson, Morgan Freeman. They're so solidified as movie stars. They'll never be anything else. Michael's brand is so solidified that this guy can curse like a sailor and it ain't gonna affect him his sneaker sales his brand his clean shit he's
1: still he's still Michael you know I know we're gonna hang this up and, I, and I'm gonna feel disingenuous if we don't include this on this podcast because I forgot to ask you and I do have notes and I forgot to bring this up because this is the one thing I didn't bring up uh the relationship with Kobe that they show in this
2: mm-hmm mm.
1: Hi, before and I'm sorry to start the podcast back up before we go, but I, I definitely had to touch that because actually that Laker boy, yeah, he referred to him as that Laker boy. This kid, he isn't going to let the game come to him. I'm gonna take this shit. It, it, it was it, the dynamic is very interesting considering how competitive he was, and. There's just there's a different relationship there, and I do agree though, and it goes back to who Jordan is. I think that the only reason that happens is because he does see himself, and he, I think he says it. There, I see my or someone said it that he sees himself right. in Kobe. So right. that's that's the only uh, that that has to be the only reason. But when you watch them play against each other, it's like watching Michael play Michael or Kobe yes. play Kobe.
0: Yes, um, and I'm gonna tell you something. I, I don't know if I'm overthinking it. I don't know if anybody else picked this up, but I like to look for the nuances and the little details. When Mike tapped Kobe on the ass and he goes, I'll see you later down the road. Yeah. Kobe smacks Mike back a little harder as though to go, yeah, motherfucker, I'll see you too. Like, as much as he, like everybody else, adored Mike, understood the greatness all of that, he didn't look at him in awe. He looked at him as, "Yeah, I respect you, but motherfucker, respect me too." Well, that's ballsy. It's
1: it's interesting because I was on a I was on a podcast and somebody asked me what uh, you would tell Andy six months in or a year into the into comedy. And what you're just saying there, and I think this is where. The' truly great people, this is why I don't think i'm I'm a great comic, and this is truly the problem is when I would sit in the room, and this is what I told the guy I would say not to to go into the green room not as a fan but as a as a comic. Fans are outside the green room door, the people on the show are inside the green room, and I was still such a fan of comedy that um I was overly respectful, kind of quiet, kind of awkward because I couldn't just be a comic coming to show you what I do. And that's, and I, and I think when you played against, uh, Jordan, I still think there's a lot of players that couldn't beat Jordan or, or couldn't play to the level that they wanted to against Jordan. Cause they did look at him that way. And me, myself, and it's something I had to get over, over. And I, and I really haven't ever really gotten over it is, is that I am on the bill. I'm a comic too. And that's what I related that kind of that relationship that they had. Cause I, that's why I respect Kobe so much he didn't come uh, to play jordan and compete he came to play jordan and beat like he he knew he wanted to play jordan he wanted the best of the best and he didn't look at it as anything else than that that that's amazing to kobe how he looked at it cuz when especially when you're playing and i always kind of gave him shit about playing the same game that jordan played but to play the same game basically that your idols play in, and know that you are so like you're so competitive that you still feel like you can beat him it's pretty amazing
0: i wish well, I- it's almost like this it, 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 it takes a while to get used to because i was such a jordan fucking fanatic and still am and i recognized how much kobe was biting his moves I, that turned me off like motherfucker stop trying to beat him knowing you ain't him, even though he was damn good. It's almost like after you saw the original Friday movie with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker killed that role so much that you didn't want to embrace Mike Epps. But when you later watched the movie, yo, Mike Epps did a damn good job. It's, it's- and you acted, and you liked Day Day. You liked Day Day. Even though Smokey it's still the originator. You like day day.
1: So relating this to comedy so we can end this because uh, this is a comedy. We're supposed to be the comedy podcast as well that we do uh, completely away from sports. Were you ever in a green room or on a bill on a bus with a comic that you had the highest admiration for? And, and, and how did you how did you look at them? Did you look at him as you were on the show? Did you look at him as like you were a comic? Because you're pretty I I mean you are confident, but was there anybody that made you go, man, I,
0: I don't know what I'm I'm doing here sometimes.
1: Ever, ever happened to you?
0: I won't say to the level of I don't know what I'm doing here, but I will say out of respect. I remember one time I did Vegas and Damon Wayans was the headliner. They asked me to open up. And of course he had the green room. So out of respect. I, you know, Mr. Wayans, yo, Damon, yo, D. I would say, yo, D. Anything you need me to, should I not? All of that. But the whole time I'm thinking, I'm going to murder this motherfucker. Because when I get off this stage, I want everybody to go, yo, Damon was great. But that Aerie Spears. And I remember <laughs> after the show, me and Damon are going to go into Morton Steakhouse for dinner. He's treating me. And Damon's Damon. He's a fucking legend. I, you know, thank you for the opportunity. We're walking to, out of the area where the show was, and a couple of people filed into the hallway that were at the show. And Damon's behind me, and this guy is complimenting me, not knowing Damon's behind me. And he goes, Dude, you were fucking way better than Damon. You smoked that motherfucker. Again, to your own personal ego. Yay! But dude, it's Damon Wayans. In Living Color. The last Boy Scout. All the countless other movies. The specials. I I can't fuck with Damon, nigga. But, you know, hey. I I was watching Rounders yesterday. One of my favorite movies. He beat me. Straight up. Paid that man his money. One of my favorite movies. Matt Damon tells the story to Nick Turturro. Uh, I'm getting Nick. Is it Nick? One of the Turturro brothers. I fuck with the brother so much, I think I'm getting him confused. What's the Turturro? Not Nick. Nick was NYPD Blue. Uh, the other uh, one. Uh, Barton Fink. What's
1: his, what's his name? John Turturro. Uh, John. Is it John? John Turturro. yeah. yeah.
0: John. Um and Matt Damon is telling him the story I I f- played against Chad, the the, the the Asian dude, the, the the kick ass of poker. And he just basically says to him, I not only sat in a room with him, I beat Chan. Now I'm not saying I beat Damon, I'll say I sat in the room with him and I held my own. That's a dick hard moment, dude. So in terms of Kobe, I love how Kobe respectfully gave Mike his props, but he wanted to know that he could sit in a room with him and not many players would be that ballsy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great way to, that's a great way to put it, uh, to be able to be – yeah, I, give him your respect, but I, I'm not here just to respect
0: you. I, I'm here to, to win. I like when Kobe said, dude, I got a chance to feel him. And he used his arm to describe it. I got a chance to feel him, the strength, the speed. I got a chance to measure this nigga up and go, where do I fall in this? Is he as strong as they say? As quick? Can I control him? How physical? That's dope, man. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Fuck, dude. I I reconsider everything in my head every time I think that I have to go up against someone. And I, I don't think there's a night that I go up. I'm going to be real honest with you. I think I'm funny. I never think, oh, I'm going to be funnier than Aerie Spears. Maybe that's my problem. And you're not
0: supposed to, nigga. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a couple a of couple white people told me I was funnier than you uh, a couple times. Yeah, y'all, that's y'all looking out for each other, man. We know what that is. We know what that is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, all right, baby.
1: All right. Uh, like we said, seven and eight, stay tuned. We're going to get through this series. It's, it, it it's, it's worth it.
0: Here's what I'm looking forward to the next email episode. We do, I got two emails and I want to read them back to back because one is the angel on your shoulder and the other one is the devil. It's the one what, and I think this person is white who's on your side about the whole, it ain't just black and white. It's rich versus poor. Then I have the email to combat that where a black person is going, and he's out of his fucking mind. It's about race. Fuck money. I want to read those back to back.
1: And I got one on that too. So uh it's gonna be very interesting because I've really uh uh yeah, I'm ready for it.
0: Ready for okay, it. Okay, so folks, just so you have some context, um, as always. This episode, the Last Dance, will come out on Wednesday. Then Andy and I need to discuss what should come out Thursday because we're gonna have three. We're gonna have three three bullets in the gun. The Last Dance emails, and then we're gonna do the Sopranos versus Breaking Bad. So, which one do you want for Thursday? Uh,
1: are we putting this on the podcast? Yeah, because yeah. I don't know which one. Which one do you want to do? I, I kind of want to do. The Sopranos and Breaking Bad only so that I can remember. So let's them. do that. Yeah, because I, I I'm gonna forget. You know, I don't have people that listen to this podcast. know my memory doesn't uh, doesn't come back. I, I, it's, right. things get lost easily. I'm going I'm working to try to remember the Sopranos, even though that I I watched a bunch of backup episodes. But so <laughs> hey, we- let me
0: tell you something. Let me tell you something. Lynn Barkley man. Let me tell you something. Uh, like the fucking Jordan shit. Sopranos all day long. If there's two things I will never run out of, it's Sopranos and Jordan ammunition. Tyson comes and in you, after that. Tyson's after that. You got damn right. You got damn right. Tyson. <laughs> All so right. If you, ever, if you ever feeling Jordan flu sluggish like Pippin, I'm carrying you off the court. <laughs> I got it. So just, so yeah, last dance tomorrow uh, or Wednesday Thursday, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, and then I think next week, obviously, Last Dance, and then maybe emails.
1: Yeah, we got to get those emails in because I got I'm sitting on a couple. All right, all right, guys. Uh, till next week or till tomorrow, whichever one you choose. We prefer to hear it, you listen to us tomorrow, but we'll go with that right now. Uh, all right, we out.
0: Uh, well, hold, on, hold on, as always, email me. Oh. I got to remember to give this out because some to the new listeners, they got something to say. And, and when I give it out, I start getting a lot of emails. Spears 45 at Hotmail. A-R-I-E-S-S-P-E-A-R-S-4-5 at Hotmail. Holla at your boy.
1: It may take Aries a few weeks to uh, respond to your emails, only because Hotmail takes a few days from the time
0: it leaves Hilarious. your computer. Hilarious. Hilarious. This is from the nigga that just said typewriter. <laughs> we love y'all, man. Yeah.
2: Can you feel the baby?